So Ryan went to a, a kind of like a leader retreat for children's ministry. Is what it really was. They went back to Legacy Center Church of God campground up there, a beautiful place. And um, they got back. I said, "Hey, what'd y'all learn? What'd you learn?" And what they learned was, "We're unique." <laughs> What we do is unique. Now, the other churches are doing this. They don't go out into church vans and pick up kids from the neighborhoods and bring them in. They just they will concentrate more on children's church and, and churches that uh, where the parents bring them in. But they're not going out to the neighborhoods. So they don't have the outreach like we have. Our Wednesday nights is the outreach for the town of Bowden. That's what we're doing. We're ministering to the children. And uh, we have special need children. Um, we have a lot of special need kids. Um, has anybody ever heard the word autism? Haven't we all? Some of us probably have some in our families. Guess what? We minister to all autistic children every Wednesday night. Autistic children. So we, we minister to them. Uh, a lot of churches are not able to handle them. And I've even had moms tell me that they, the church bus brought them back because they couldn't handle the kids. Uh, but we love them and embrace them and we work with them here at the church. And such a such a beautiful ministry in our outreach on Wednesday night. So y'all pray for our outreach on Wednesday nights. Amen? Amen. Amen. The truth will stand when the world is on fire. Amen. This is part three of the truth will stand when the world's on fire. And we're going to jump into Revelation chapter 13 this morning, looking at verse 16 and 18. So if you want to stand for a reading of God's word this morning, Revelation chapter 13. Looking at verse 16 through 18. Amen. Again, y'all pray for me this morning. Coming, coming down those mountains, got different altitudes and barometric pressure. It's made my voice a little rough this morning. Amen. So if I can't where I can't I can't speak or preach, Miss Angel, you come and take the mic and continue on. Amen. We've had to do that before. Y'all remember when we did that before? (laughs) Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. And he calls all. Did your Bible say all? All. Both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Verse 18, count the number of the beasts, for it is a number of man, and his number is 666. Father, we thank you this morning for a reading of your holy word. We ask you for divine guidance right now. We ask you for your divine touch upon us to receive what thus saith the Holy Spirit today. That you would open up our minds and our souls to hear the spirit of truth this morning, that we can hear your precious word. Hide me behind the cross, God, and anoint these lips of clay to speak forth your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 I must preach the whole counsel of God, and not just parts of it. Some people only want to preach the good things. Let's talk about the good things that's in the word. But how many of you know there's also some bad things in the Word too? Amen? There's some things in the Bible that, just, just be honest this morning, we just don't like. We just don't like it. You know? I mean, when Jesus says somebody slaps you on one side, cheek turn to the other also. How many of y'all really like that verse? Come on, tell the truth. Alabama fans, Georgia fans, Georgia Tech, come on. 
I saw some people getting their cheeks slapped on the football games yesterday, and I didn't see nobody holding back. Amen. We don't like that verse, but I mean, no, that's the words of Jesus, right? So we must practice that. So I have to preach the whole counsel of God to you. It's not always going to be a feel-good message. It's not always going to be an encouraging message. But I assure you, it will always be the truth. Because the truth will stand when the world's on fire. In the country of Pakistan, they're on the verge of a financial collapse right now. They say 45,000 people a day in Pakistan are filing for passports to leave the country. They're running out of passport material. And this is not the only isolated country. It's happening all over the world. A financial system is coming. There's a financial system that I refer to as the beast. The financial system of the beast. And it's coming. And I want to tell you this morning that technology for this system already exists. It's already here. They already have the computer system. They've already got everything in place. They've already been training us. Yes, they have. They've been training us. They've been indoctrinating the world for the system of the beast. Go back with me and look what the scripture says. And he shall call all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and it's 666. Have you ever asked yourself the question? Well, let let me just stop for just a moment, just slow down a little bit. How many of you have went out and purchased at some time in your life a new cell phone? Huh? Haven't we had to change cell phones before? Yes. Okay. How many of you got to keep all your pictures that were in the old phone and now they're in your new phone? Uh Uh-huh. We do that through a technology called, y'all help me out, the cloud. Anybody heard of the cloud? Okay. You know, they first started talking about cloud. I was looking up. What are they talking about? Cloud. It's in the cloud. And so we refer to things that are stored in the cloud. And sure enough, your old phone breaks. You go buy a new phone. And all you got to do is connect back to the cloud. And there's your pictures. Everything. All your information is there. Not just your pictures, but your bank information is also there. Everything that you need to survive in this, in this lifestyle that we're, you and I are accustomed to, it's all there. But have you ever asked yourself one question? What is the cloud and what, what is holding it? See, I asked the question one day, what is holding the cloud? I, under, I don't understand what the cloud is. All I know is it gathers information and it holds it and it releases it back to you. There's got to be something that's holding that. Amen? There's got to be something that's holding that. Well, there he is. And, you, and everything I'm telling you this morning, you can Google and research for yourself. There is a supercomputer that holds the cloud. A supercomputer that maintains the cloud and maintains your information and my information and all the information around the world today. We are in a world of technology. Some of us, including myself, have fought technology for a long time, but we just didn't like it. Amen? 
Amen? I think we need to get back to Bibles you could hold in your hand and books, school books, history books you can actually hold in your hand and not everything digital. Because they change history on us. They'll change the words of the Bible too. But we're living in such a technical world that you and I have grown accustomed to a technical lifestyle and it would be very difficult for some of us to go back. Can, can, can you actually remember a time there was no cell phone? I mean, you, you young teenagers may have a hard time understanding this, but when I was your age, there was no cell phone. There was no laptop computer. Uh-uh. And I was 16 years old and I had a car. And I would go out at night on a Friday night or a Saturday night. How many of y'all with me? Amen. Now, we were cool. We called it cruising. Huh? How many of y'all remember the cruising days? Angel and I met at a parking deck in Coleman, Alabama that everybody in the county went to the cruise. Amen. Guess what? There was no way for my mama to contact me. She could not GPS me. She could not Google me or whatever. You know, she could not track me. That's the word I'm looking for, track. Amen. How many of y'all track your children now? Huh? Uh, what y'all looking at mom for? Y'all know she's tracking you. She gonna give you a cell phone and she can't track you? You gotta be kidding me, right? Huh? Our daughter went to Ohio and instead of us calling her every five minutes to see where she's at and if she's okay, we just simply tracked her and we watched her drive from Ohio all the way back to Bremen, Georgia. We tracked her. You can do that. Our kids track us all the time, you know. Only because we were going to the state of Florida and went back to Georgia one time. One time. You ever get lost? Amen. They said, well, we got to track you. So they tracked us. But we're living in such a technical world where you can, you can do that. But listen, back in my day, you couldn't do that. Back in your day, you couldn't do that. And can you imagine mama trusting a 16-year-old kid? Your curfew is at 1030. You better be here. Well, Mom, I'm on the other side of the county. Huh. Amen? But you know, it's something about their mama. There's one night I didn't go home. You know my mama found me the next day? It's something about their mama. They, they, they were born with that internal instinct. You know what I'm saying? How many mamas know what I'm talking about? You know where that baby's at without a, without a Google tracker and all. You know, don't you? My mama found me the next morning because I didn't go home. Amen. I sure went home after that, though. Let me tell you that. Amen. But we're living in such a technical world where Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 to 18, can happen today. It can happen today. The truth is, church, we are on the edge of this taking place. Right now in Germany, they're talking about creating their own digital dollar for Euro Europeans to use, a Euro digital dollar. Just last year, uh, your President Biden was talking about a digital dollar that he was wanting to bring in. He's already talked about it. The BRICS system, which is China and Russia and all the other countries have joined together. They're creating a digital currency that is about to be launched because they want to break the American dollar. It's all about breaking the American dollar. So we're at the edge now where digital currency is already being used. I mean, you've heard of Bitcoin. I've never used a Bitcoin, but I know what it is. Amen. And today you can go on Facebook and you can, you can pay somebody through Facebook or you can cash out somebody. There's no money to be exchanged. You can cash out. Angel cash out the kids all the time. 
you know, and, and send them money. We don't have to physically be there to hand it to them. We just cash app it to them. Our little granddaughter in the school band, and she's all over the state of Georgia, we made sure she had a cash app. So if she got into a bad situation, uh, Nana can cash app her some money to help her get out of that situation. No where where she's at. So we're living in this world of technology. We're living in this world where we're right here in Revelation chapter 13. It can happen in our day. It can happen right now. And it is the Antichrist system. How else do you think that the Antichrist is going to take over the world currency? He's going to crash the economy first. The economy that you and I are talking about, the American dollar, it will crash one day. And what will pick it back up will be the system of the beast that we're talking about in Revelation 13. The whole world will be on one currency, and it will be the system of the beast that we just talked about. Revelation chapter 14, look, at, look there with me in your Bibles, verse 6 through 7. And I saw another angel flying in the midst of the heavens, having an everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwelt on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made the heavens and the earth and the sea and the fountains of the waters. That's Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. I was reading this one day at home and I looked over at Angel and I said, you know, I wouldn't doubt it right now with our technical world if there's not a satellite system referred to as angels. I said, and what if that is what he saw? In Revelations. Because we live in the time, the Bible tells us that when Jesus comes, the whole world will see Him. Well, guess what? You can zoom in on me with your camera right now on your phone. And people across the nation and people in Pakistan, people in China can look at me through the technology, through the satellite system. So I told Angel as I was reading this, I said, I wonder if there's already a system out there, a satellite system called the Angel... And it already exists, it's already in orbit, and it's already transmitting data back to Earth. So I Googled it. And guess what I found? The United States Air Force has an, uh, a system that they use for observation. It's an observation system in satellites. And they call it the Angel. It's already there. It already exists. This could be what John the Revelator saw. When you read the book of Revelations, you got to realize this man never saw an airplane. He never saw a car. He never saw a tank. He never saw a satellite. He could only describe what he was describing to the best that he could describe it. Amen. I remember when I was in the army. I was at, I was at Fort Stewart, and I went and, and on the base that has different helicopters in display. And the first time I saw a Cobra helicopter. A Cobra helicopter is very narrow. It's about the it's about I mean a little bit wider than the length of a man's shoulders. And when you look in the glass, when you look at the cockpit, you see the face of a man. You can't see anything else, it's just a man. You can't see what's behind him, it's just a man in the cockpit who's piloting the aircraft. And I learned that the that the, the, the Cobra actually has has missiles in its tail. And I'm telling you, it described word for word what John the Revelator saw when he said, I saw the scorpions coming out of the ground and then their tails were the stingers and their hair was that of a woman. Talking about the propellers is what I saw. 
It had the face of a man. I said, is this what John the Revelator saw? Could be. This could be it. So we're living in a world of technology. We're living in a world where we are here and the satellite systems are already in place to preach the gospel around the world. How many of you know the gospel is already being preached to satellite systems around the world? Amen. That this was going to be a warning. Woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to all the nations, every kindred and every tongue. It's amazing we live in a world today. I was talking to this lady not just long ago when I knocked on her door and she spoke Spanish. And of course, I speak hillbilly, <laughs> southern redneck style. And she broke her phone out and she could, her phone was hearing what I was saying, translating it into Spanish. She would speak Spanish, her phone would turn around, translate into English, and she handed me the phone. We were communicating through technology. Every tongue, every nation, look at what your Bible is saying. How is this possible? It's already technically possible. But does God need technology to carry out the book of Revelations? Absolutely not, because God is sovereign, God is powerful, and He does not need man's electronics or devices to fulfill the book of Revelations. But when you're living in the day and time that we're living in, you can clearly see how everything is possible now through technology. The truth is we're already here in verse 8. We're already here. We're already here. When the wrath of God is about to be poured out upon Babylon, the great city. Iraq is where Babylon is. And our military bases today are being attacked in Iraq. It's already happening. It's already happening. Perry Stone, had, one of his resources, said he talked about this during the revival he had with Jensen Franklin. And he talked about how Hamas is already here in the United States and that the sleeper cells are already in place and they have their plans and they have everything in place. They're waiting for the order to launch attacks right here on American soil. And then I saw an ICE agent, an ex-ICE agent, on the news, and he was talking about how he personally knew. He said, I personally know it. I've seen him. I've interviewed him. Hamas is already here. He talked about them crossing the border, of, of uh, coming out of Mexico into the United States. He talked about Hamas is already here. So he testified to that, and that backed up what Perry Stone said, that the word had gotten to the president to be careful what decisions you're making because Hamas is already on the land. Amen. But are you going to wait, church? Are you going to wait until your homes are on fire? Are you going to wait until we're being killed in the streets before we decide to pray? Before we decide to get real with God? Before we decide that, hey, church is, is, is necessary. It's not irrelevant in my life. I need to be in the house of God. Are you going to wait, church, until there's, streeting, there's, there's wars in the streets of America before we call on the God of mercy? Before we take prayer serious, before we take our walk with God serious, are we going to wait until then? I assure you on October the 7th, all those innocent people at the concerts and just living their life and going about their daily activities had no idea the enemy was about to swoop in and kidnap them. Had no idea. Here we are, church, we're living in a time when I'm telling you that the body of Christ is about to go up and all the technology is already in place. Everything is here. Jesus is coming. You want truth this morning? Truth is Jesus is coming. And the signs are all around us. 
The signs are all around us if we open our eyes. But what's happened is the devil has put the church to sleep with watered down preaching and feel good messages to the point that the church, the body of Christ. I'm not just talking about bowing church of God because I'm going to wake you up one way or another. Amen. But the body of Christ is asleep. Right now we've got people in pulpits that are this morning that are preaching a doctor feel good message and the seven steps that you need to take to a better you. When what they really need to be preaching is that hell is on fire and people are dying and going to hell every second and Jesus is about to come. Wake up body of Christ. Wake up body of Christ and get your life right because Jesus is coming. That's truth this morning. That's truth this morning. We must make God a priority in our life. We must make God a priority in our life. Jesus said for us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? Everything you worried about. Huh? All these things will be added to you. What things? Everything you're praying about. Everything that keeps you up at night. Why you can't sleep, food, transportation, heat, come on, running water. God cares about all those things for you. He said, if you'll seek him first, all these things, listen, all these things you're worried about, that your needs will chase you down and provide for you. If you'll put God first, if we put God first, amen. But the truth is, most People in church today only give God an hour and a half a week. That's, that's the only time they open their Bibles. That's the only time they pray an hour and a half a week on a Sunday morning. It's the only time that God has an opportunity to speak to them because they don't give God an opportunity on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Come on. We don't give God an opportunity during the week. We're so busy. We're living these busy lives. We're going here. We're going there. And we don't have time. You hear what thus saith the Lord. But we need truth this morning, church. We need truth this morning. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Psalms 91. Because what I'm telling you is that the world is on fire. And I'm not the only one saying that, but the major news networks are saying it too. They've been telling us that we're on the edge of World War III. And I'm telling you we are because the nations that are against Israel. And and I'm going to tell you, we need to be saying God bless Israel. We need to pray for the peace of Israel. Because when we pray for the peace of Israel, it puts us in a place with God where He'll bless us and take care of us. But when you're saying death to Israel, you're saying death to America, you're really saying death to God. And churches are going to split over this. Young people today, I saw this on the news. I'll get to Psalm 91 in a minute. But we're living in such a technical world that young people, and I wish America had listened to Donald Trump when he said he wanted to ban TikTok. Because TikTok is poisoning the minds of young people today. How many of y'all remember Bin Laden? The man who, who orchestrated and carried out the attacks of 9-11 in New York. He wrote a letter to America and it's been put on TikTok and young people who were not alive during 9-11, who only know what they read and only know what the school tells them about 9-11. Because they did, I, I mean, we were there. We, I remember. 
I can tell you exactly where I was when I was watching it live on television as the airplanes were flying into the buildings. How many of y'all with me? You know exactly where you're at. You know exactly what you were doing. It's a day you'll never forget. When you watched America being attacked on American soil, and we saw that thousands of people dying that day. What a tragic day. And I assure you, those that were alive in World War II never forgot Pearl Harbor. My grandfather never forgot Pearl Harbor because he was there. He was alive. He was on the ground of Pearl Harbor when it happened. He never forgot it. But we're, we got generations of young people coming up that were not there. They only know what the school book tells them. They only know what, what the information is there. And now they're getting their information off TikTok. And Bin Laden put a letter out to America on why he did what he did. And now we have millions of young people old enough to vote that have sympathy for Bin Laden and say that he did what was just. They say what he did was just. How about Saddam Hussein? You remember him? Oh yeah, there's a TikTok video out there on him too saying the whole world misses Saddam Hussein. No, we don't. That man was a murderer. He gassed his own people. He was a murderous dictator. And, the, and, and he was taken out because of his crimes as a murderous dictator. He stood before an international court and was pronounced guilty. But our young people only know what TikTok says. So when they get done with the little dance moves on TikTok, they read some information like this and they think it's the truth. When the truth is, it's lies. It's, it's a deep, what we call the deep fake. The deep fake. The fake news of the world. This is why I've said last week, and I say it again, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the spirit of truth living inside of you to tell you what's real and what's fake. Because there's so much fake out there, we don't know the truth. Through the artificial intelligence, they already have the technology where they can produce a commercial, they can produce an online video and use your face and your voice to say whatever they want. This terrifies me because preachers, after the COVID, after, after COVID time happened, we were all forced to go online. So, I mean, two years of my sermons are online. They already have the sound of my voice. They already have the motions of my body. They already have my face. They can make an avatar like me, sound just like me, and fool you to think I'm saying something I'm not saying. But if you got the spirit of truth in you, you know. Because the Holy Ghost will tell you. This is why, church, we need the spirit of truth in us today. Amen? Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truth. I said, this is truth. Do you dwell in the shelter of the Most High? That's the question. Do you personally dwell in the shadow of the Most High? Are you in the shelter of God? Are you in the house of God as much as you could possibly be? Are you in your word as much as you could possibly be? Are you in your prayer life? Listen, if you don't have a prayer life, then you don't know how to live. You need a prayer life. Amen. The benefits of this. You will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Even when the world's on fire... And all chaos is breaking out around you. You will rest in security in the shadow of the Almighty. 
This is truth this morning. I will say the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Do you speak it out loud, church, that God is your refuge? Come on. Say it with me. God is my refuge. God is my fortress. Do you speak it out loud? That's what He's telling us here. There's power in your confession and in your testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word, come on, of their testimony. doesn't say the word of God. It says the word of your testimony. Notice that. You've got a testimony of what God has done for you. You've got a testimony. God is my refuge. Come on, that's my testimony. How do you know, preacher? Because he's already done it. He's already protected me. He's already provided for me. And what God has done in the past is to body he can do in the future in the middle of a whole world on fire. Amen. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fowler and from the noisy pestilence. Surely God will save you from the traps of the enemy and from the deadly pestilence. How much we need this. I mean, we just came out of a world of COVID, did we not? We came out of a world of a worldwide pandemic. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I'm, with, I'm with Trump on this one. That thing's man-made. I believe it was man-made to try to control the population of the world. I believe they purposely tried to kill everybody. But that's just my opinion. Amen? That's just my opinion. Because I can see how evil man is. But look what it says here. He will deliver you. He will deliver you from the snares and the traps of the enemy and from the pestilence. He will, he will deliver you. Amen. The truth of Psalms 91 will stand when the world is on fire, church. I said the truth of Psalms 91 in your life will stand when the world is on fire. Amen. In verse 4, He shall cover thee with His feathers under His wings. Shall I trust His truth? There it is. His truth. The truth will stand, church, when the world's on fire. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. The truth of God will protect you. The truth of God's word, the truth of God's knowledge, the truth of God's armor, the truth of God's spirit will protect you. It will hold you up when everything around you is falling apart. The truth of God will hold you up like a mighty belt holding up an armor. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walk in the darkness, nor destruction that waiteth at noonday. Listen to this. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Come on, church. You say, well, preacher, I'm so depressed. I see, the, I see the world's on fire. I hear what you're saying about technology. And, and I know Jesus is coming. And I, I'm seeing all this take place. And I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go outside. Psalms 91 is your defense. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. Just because we are surrounded by a world in chaos does not mean we have to live in chaos ourselves. 
Just because we're surrounded by a world that's in false religion and false doctrine does not mean that we have to be lost. We can know the truth because the Holy Spirit of truth is inside of us. Amen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You say the sky's falling, preacher. It doesn't matter. Let the sky fall. My God will sustain us. Amen. My truth is in Jesus Christ this morning. How about yours? Only with thy eye shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. You got to seek God. You got to seek God, not just on Sunday morning. You got to seek God all the time. Seek Him. Pray to Him. Talk to Him. Read His Word. Amen. Look at what it says in verse 10. And there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Huh? Amen. COVID-19 is just a little sample of what they really got. It's just a little sample of what they can really unleash. Amen. I mean, they're playing around with a blue bonnet plague. They're playing around with that thing again. Amen. It doesn't matter. I'm going to trust in Jesus. I'm going to trust in Jesus when the world's on fire. I'm going to trust in Jesus when they release COVID-20, COVID-21, and COVID-40, whatever they want to call it. Amen. I'm going to trust in Jesus. I said, I'm going to trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to trust Him. Well, preacher, what if you get sick and die? Praise God. Don't you cry. You better (laughs) dance instead because I'm going up in the sky. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to be afraid of death. Death is just a door to eternal life for us. See, for me to die is gain. I'm not what Paul said. For me to die is gain. Amen? It's for the benefit of mankind that I'm a fan that I'm still here. Listen, if it was just between me and God and with nobody else, hey, I'd be gone. Take me on. Don't need to be here no more. Because to be absent from your body is to be present with the Lord. Amen? Amen? But I'm going to believe in the healing of Jesus Christ. I'm going to believe in the divine protection of Psalms 91. And to the day I take my last breath, I'm going to keep believing it. Even on my deathbed, I'm not going to shake my faith. I'm going to keep on believing it. Amen. What's the worst thing that happened? I wake up and see Jesus. What's the worst thing that happened? You wake up and see Jesus. Come on, church. Stop being afraid. Of this word called death. Just get ready for it to take you into eternal life. Amen. Oh, but preacher, you just said you believe the, the, that God's going to blow the trumpet. We're about to get raptured. I do. I do. What's important is you're ready to go no matter which way it happens. You're ready to go. Whether it be by your last breath or whether it be the trumpet sound. Be ready to go because the end is almost here. The end is almost here. Amen. Amen. Mm. He shall keep his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Can I tell you this morning that angels have been assigned to you? You have a host of angels, not just one. That Bible is plural. Angels with the S. 
Everybody talks about one guardian angel. No, that says angels with an S. Hello. I got more than one walking around with me. Come on. And they protect you. They're there to guide you. But here's the thing. Your angels need you to speak the word of God. Your angels need you to speak the words of faith. Because when you speak doubt and unbelief, you're literally just telling, you're just, you're just, your angels just have to fold their hands because they can't help you. You've got to operate in faith. You've got to speak life. You've got to speak the word of God. They want you to believe in the words of Jesus because Jesus is truth. He shall give his angels charge over thee and keep thee in all thy ways. Now let me go ahead and say this for all you Bible scholars who think, well, that was just meant for Jesus because Jesus was on that temple and the devil was going to throw him down and the devil said, well, he'll give his angels charge over you. Huh? The devil quoted Psalms 91 to Jesus. But don't let the devil turn around and put that in your head. That only applied to Jesus. That don't apply to you. No. That applies to every child of God. Every child of God has angels assigned to them to protect them. Amen. And, to, and, and, and listen, here's the key. You've got to be praying though. You've got to be seeking God. You've got to be speaking the word of God. Amen. Because every time you're in doubt and unbelief, it's just like you're taking a chain and just chaining up the hands of those angels and they can't help you no more. You've got to stay with God's Word. You've got to stay in truth. You've got to stay in truth, church. Stay in truth this morning because truth will set you free. They shall bear thee up in their hands as they dash a foot against a stone. They shall tread upon the lion and the, and the, and the, the young lion and the dragon. They shall trample under feet. Didn't Daniel find this to be true? Daniel was the only one we know of in the scriptures that slept with the, the, the lions. Why? Because the angels were there. Amen? I, I don't believe that Daniel slept in a corner where the lions rolled there in their corner. No. I don't think that. I think he was right in the middle of them. Lions laying all around him. And Daniel just said, I'm going to take me a nap. <laughs> Time to go to sleep. Amen? See, when your faith is secured in God... You can sleep in the lion's den. Oh, somebody need to write that one down. I say when, you, when your faith is secured in God, you can sleep in the lion's den. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Daniel, for telling us that. Letting us know that story. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because, why? Why, God? Why? Why? Because you have known my name. ha, <laughs> ha. Do you know the name of Jesus? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver them. I will honor them with long life. There it is, Sister Bonnie. There's your scripture, honey. With long life would I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. 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 Who do you trust this morning? The news? TikTok? Google? Who do you trust this morning? Only Jesus. Jesus is truth. Which is why we need the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us to all truth this morning. Amen.